0: You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office.
1: Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of NCBA's Beltway Beef. I'm Hunter Ehrman and today I'm joined by Shane Weiss, a cattle producer from Iowa and a member of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association as well as the Iowa Cattlemen's Association. Shane was recently invited to testify before Congress on conservation programs in the 2018 Farm Bill. Through these hearings, members of Congress are evaluating the success of the last Farm Bill and determining where to make improvements for the next one. Shane, thanks for being with us today.
0: No, it's good to be here. And it's been a fun um, first trip for me to Washington, D.C. to um, speak on behalf of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the Iowa Cattlemen. So it's it's been a busy couple of
1: days, but a lot of good. That's fantastic. And Shane, I'd like to begin by discussing your operation. Can you tell me a little bit more about your business?
0: Yes, of course. So um, I'm uh, fortunate enough to be the fifth generations on on my camp, uh, family's cattle ranch in west central iowa and uh Weason sons is its name we uh we uh, focus in on raising purebred hereford cattle and uh, we really like selling Hereford bulls to commercial cow calf producers so I'm, I'm lucky to work alongside my older brother and my father and we're just we're all about the beef business we we love
1: it now, Shane, I understand that your operation has used programs like the Environmental Quality Incentives Program or EQIP. What was your experience like using EQIP?
0: Yeah, well, and that's part of the reason why I'm here testifying is we've had um, we have tried to utilize it, but the process was just a little too slow. We needed it more rapidly accomplished. So our our process was uh, we applied and. We didn't hear it quick enough. It, it got dry in our neck of the woods and we needed to water cattle. So we had to bite the bullet and uh, invest in that improvement on our own without EQIP funding. And that's why I was here. I was telling that story, um, trying to relay the fact that in this next farm bill, we need to make it uh, a flexible yet rapid process to benefit cattle producers and livestock producers in the future. So I think that was well received amongst all uh, parties that were listening in.
1: You mentioned uh, a few times throughout your testimony that conservation programs work best when they're voluntary can you explain why that is
0: well as you guys know we're we're a capitalist market and we need to promote um, producers being able to manage their lands that they intend to do it so we want to make sure that any sort of these programs to promote conservation are voluntary they are not mandated and uh, i think that's a stance that we can all get behind and let us do what we do best, and that's raise beef on our property.
1: And as you know, uh, for many cattle producers, their direct contact with the U.S. Department of Agriculture is through those field offices, whether it's the National Resources Conservation Service or the Farm Service Agency. What has your experience been like dealing with NRCS and FSA uh, local staff?
0: Well, I'm I'm actually really lucky. We've got a great um, NRCS uh, representative, that we actually get a lot of technical assistance from, and we're good friends with. So, um, I'm lucky enough that I get to hear from him, and he provides insight and clarity on a lot of these programs. Now, I can't say the same for a lot of other fellow producers. One thing that we really stressed today in our testimonies is the fact that we need more um, staff and more technical knowledge at these offices. So, Um, A lot of hope that we can in the next farm bill promote more people boots on the ground at these offices willing to help producers like all of us um, enroll in these cut the jargon and make it a lot more flexible and easy to apply to them. And um, it, it was that was stressed amongst all of the witnesses today testifying not just me.
1: And Shane, your operation has focused a lot on implementing conservation programs, and you know you've even won the prestigious uh, environmental stewardship award. So, what is your message to policymakers about the sustainability of the cattle industry?
0: Well, one thing we drove at home uh, drove home a lot to them was the fact that cattle can be used as a tool to make the environment better. Um, as you guys know, there's been some um, back and forth on if cattle are good or bad for the environment, but we were able to stress today the fact that cattle can take something that we as humans can't digest, grass and fiber, and turn it into delicious beef, and while doing that, they're promoting soil health. So by condoning that message, we were able to signify that, you know, these cattle— can graze land that is not farmable it's not usable and uh make a commodity out of it and it, it was again i think we had a very successful day i credit the entire staff at ncba and the ica for helping me be a part of this because it, it has been a great experience and hopefully very impactful
1: well that's great to hear shane and thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast
0: thank you keep doing what you're doing and i appreciate it This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.